Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we're going to speak with partners in a robotics firm who are taking artificial intelligence to industries you probably hadn't expected. We'll hear from them right after we hear from our show sponsor, Sunbelt Business Advisors. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Ron Jost and Tim Headland of Durabotics. Ron and Tim, welcome to Poised for Exit. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. It's so glad to. It's so good to have you guys here. I um, really enjoyed our conversation before the show when we were talking about everything that you guys have got going on. Like I said in my intro, we're going to be talking about robotics and how artificial intelligence has, you know, is such a game changer for so many businesses especially, you know, the ones that we had talked about that really surprised me. So we're going to get to that in a second. But first, I would just like to have you maybe talk a little bit about how the company got started. Um, Ron, maybe you could start with that. Could you just tell us a little bit about uh, Durabotics and how things got off the ground? Well, let me tell you how I uh, became introduced to Durabotics. Uh, It was actually uh, through a business broker about three years ago. Oh. who approached me and said that this company uh, really needs some help relative to their sales and marketing. And I, it is something that I'm obviously very familiar with, having been a commercial lender, run uh, substantial portfolios. So I understood what was needed to that extent. And um, as one of the, after I met with the owners, one of the owners uh, mentioned the fact that uh, we do business because people find us. And obviously, that's not a good way to market. But what actually intrigued me was the business that they are in. And as I said, having been a prior lender, I dealt with a lot of manufacturing companies, processing companies that used automation, but not so much on the robotic automation. And as a result of that, this is something that I really, really wanted to get involved with. So initially, I brought in another gentleman. His name is Tommy Tom Elise, and uh, Tom Elise is our sales manager today, and he's done a phenomenal job, and one needs to only look at what we call our funnel report, which is where we record work in process, 
new business prospects uh, and proposals issued. And then we're getting new issues, uh, new uh, information on the proposals and plus uh, overall marketing on, at the early stage. And early on, when I uh, got engaged with the company, it was that report was about mid teens in about 14, 15 million dollars mm. as of uh, Monday of this last week or this week, actually, we hit over 40 million. And that wow. is due to, yeah, due to several reasons, A, the, the fine work that Tom is doing, but also I think because more and more companies are realizing the need for robotic um, automation to, to um, not only improve productivity, but also to um, deal with the shortage of employees. Yeah, so, uh, of course, really, it's definitely an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really appealing to me. And, and then I got more engaged uh, as a, a one of the team members in uh, May of 2020. And it's been a delightful experience for me and we're looking for substantial growth. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you've, you're on the, well on the way for substantial growth. Tim, let's talk about the founding of the company and how it all got started. What got you into this in the first place? <laughs> uh, what got me into it is I had another business in the past. We designed and built automation machinery and uh, robotic systems. And then that business was sold and I'd been floating for a couple of years and I got a call from a local distributor who had started uh, uh, who had taken on a, a particular robot manufacturer and they were, it, it was a big company. They had 120 employees, but they were having trouble selling the robots. Oh. And, and uh, they, the issue was uh, the understanding of the salespeople. They thought they were selling robots. Almost nobody sells robots. You sell robot systems. Yes. Uh, a robot is uh, usually 20% of, of, of a system. Uh, it's all the things, the tooling, the hand, the state, the, the base that it sits on, the conveyors that go in and go out, the vision system, the guarding, that's a system. And, and actually, the problem is people think of a, of a system as the robot. It's kind of like your car is an engine integration. Okay, and, uh, and, and if you looked at it that way, you would start saying things like, yeah, my car needs wiper blades, my engine needs wiper blades, my engine needs new tires. Sure. It's, 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 it's a system, it's not a robot. So anyway, uh, I, I, I got into that business with uh, that group, and uh, we, we immediately started pushing systems, and we were doing well, and then the recession hit. And uh, they they decided to turn uh, they they laid off 30 employees and then they also took Durabotics uh, and they turned it dark. So two other engineers and I said, well, can we buy it? And so we bought it and then we we were with it for a, a couple of uh, years. And uh, one of the problems is we had three engineers running a company and uh uh, so what? What? Try not to laugh. And and and, and while well, they see an, an an extrovert engineer looks at the other guy's shoes when he talks to him, and so <laughs> so. And anyway, I brought in a a a business guy that helped us through uh, uh, a number of times, and in the process, I added a a, a number of uh, system integrator licenses for different robots that we can use. And we currently have the most number of integrator licenses in the upper Midwest. We, uh, uh, and and in, in the process of that, though, we still, as uh, 
Ron said, people had to find us. And so uh, uh, anyway, we have, we have grown. We, have, we were founded in 2008. We have installations across the United States and Canada. And we have a staff of engineers with cross-discipline experience in mechanical and electrical engineering. And all of them have solid backgrounds in programming and, and wow. computer science. And so anyway, we have a, a modern facility now and we do turnkey systems. Uh, from the design, build, test, install, and train. Wow. So, okay. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of different types of robotic automation, and, and maybe we could just talk about some specifics around that. Help our audience understand a little bit better about what you guys offer. Okay. okay. Well, Julie, uh, Julie, this is Ron. I can lead off with that and uh, set an example. When I first got involved with the company, they were working on a project for a major food manufacturing distributor, if you will. And uh, the project had to do with uh, robotic paddle, uh, palletizing in one of their uh, facilities. And if you can imagine people having to work in 40 degree temperature, eight hours, 10 hours a day, you can uh, really fully realize that there are, there's a lot of turnover in that type of uh, type of job. So how do they combat it and, and uh, resolve the situation is go and use uh, kind of robotic palletizing. And in the, our facility in Egan, uh, they started with it. I saw it probably midstream, if you will, in which there was already two fairly large uh, robotic arms already uh, in a stationary position. And then uh, what would happen is that boxes of omelets would come down a conveyor and there was a, um, uh, you know, uh, they were read uh, with a, a reader underneath that uh, said, are you, you know, is, it, is the box uh, uh, sealed or not? And if it was, then it would can you continue on and go into one of the two palletizing uh, uh, stations, get put on a pallet, go to a, another conveyor, and then be shrink wrapped. Wow. And the person, yeah. So, so that was you know kind of one example in what was the the uh, situation. There was you know high turnover. They needed uh, they needed to use a robotic palletizing to keep uh, the process going. Well, and, you know, to speak to the issue of workforce, I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. You know, no. we're not going to just be able to snap our fingers and all of a sudden we've got all the people that we need to, you know, keep our production lines going. Well, it's, it's very rare that automation uh, takes away a job. Right. It's right. very rare. I, I've been in that area for over 40 years and I can that's that's almost never happens but usually it was because the company was growing and you keep that same number of employees but they they would be able to be more efficient now they're having trouble finding people to do the jobs and so uh, especially things like palletizing uh, very often they're using temporaries and they can keep them two three weeks and then they just go straight out the back door and don't come back. Uh, and I can't blame them. Uh, we have other areas, uh, another system that uh, we, uh, we did for uh, putting together aerospace connectors. And uh, these are connectors that are wiring harnesses for airplanes. Oh. And, and they take the connectors and they put pins into various slots and these connectors can have anywhere from four to uh, over a hundred places where you can put pins okay and uh, it's very critical that the pins go in the right place 
and they're tiny little pins. And it, they had five people per shift, three three shifts that do this. And uh, we built a, a robotic system that uh, now the the uh, the you get these connectors come in on a pallet and understand that for 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 your pallet you'll have six different connectors all with different pinouts and then the next pallet comes by it's six different connectors different pinouts than the first pallet okay it's all done to a recipe so they they now span a they scan a barcode and then the robot picks a, a, a connector out of the the pallet and it puts it in place and it says hmm is this the is this the connector i'm supposed to be working on and, and the vision system verifies it. And then it goes about and it picks using flexible feeders, vision guided feeders. We pick the pins out, get the right uh, population of the different sizes that go into the uh, the connector. And then uh, after that, the vision system looks and say, hmm, did I do it? And, and, <laughs> and then then it takes it and, and sets it back in the pallet, picks up the next one and, and it does it. It's up to six times to do a particular wiring harness. Now, the critical part of this is you've got 15 people that they weren't replaced. They're able to do other things in the plant. Exactly. And, and they had a lot of trouble getting people to do it. And it's a critical point. It, it's, it was automated up to this point. And then the, here's the point that's the bottleneck. And then after that, uh, uh, it, they can go on and, and do do the other things that they need to do. But uh, these are, if, if you get a wiring harness wrong in an airplane, uh, it can be a, a disaster. Exactly. And so, so and, and it's so tedious, it's hard for a human to keep doing it and making sure everything got in the right place. And they sure. do many checks down line, but this saved, a, this saved a, a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it's, it's also what we focus on is jobs that people can't, won't, or shouldn't do. That's our motto. I love and that motto. Say that again. I love we, that. We provide value. Durabotics provides value robotics to perform jobs that people can't, won't, or shouldn't do. Yes. And, and that, that's, that's, our, our, that's our key. That's how we focus. I think it's a great focus. I guess, you know, I'm thinking um, as an example, which I'm sure this would fall into line with a job that people shouldn't do um, when you're talking about um, uh, galvanizing steel, right? When you've got, you know, molten zinc that you're dropping these huge beams and things into, and, and it's such a dangerous situation. But there are people who are, you know, wearing these, what, uh, special hazmat suits, I suppose, um, yeah, actually, we're working on one, one right now for a lead foundry. Nice. A lead foundry, and they're making these these ingots of lead that they send out to different companies that that, that do projects with them. But yeah, there is a there, there. Our robot that we're building right now is going to replace a guy that has to sit in a hazmat suit. And uh, it's ventilated. Uh, it's got a respirator in it. Uh, the temperature in the room is uh, in the summer is over 120 degrees. Wow. And, and they can only put a guy in it for about an hour. 
and, and what he does is he takes a little scoop and he's right next to where the molten lead is poured into these molds and the molds come by on a seven second cycle, continuous motion. And he's got to take this scoop and he just rubs it across the top and you get a little dross and then he goes patooey with it into a bucket. Okay, and, and wow. he's doing that every seven seconds. They rotate someone in because only a person can only do it for about an hour. Sure. And and uh, it's it's a job no human should have to do. Yeah. And so we got a robot now that uh, that we're building that will be taking that spoon and running across, throwing it in the bucket. And uh, it even has to replace spoons because the spoons get uh, full. It, they they get build up on them. And uh, yeah, this this is a great focus area. Well, and then the guy in the hazmat suit can be moved on to a you know higher level, safer position, right? Oh, absolutely. The the people in the plant, all of, you know, it's it's like getting the short straw to, to, to have to, <laughs> yes. have to yeah. do that. So, no, not exactly it's, a culture builder, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I'm sure that you have a lot more stories, but let's just have one more. Ron, could you uh, share another game changer for us? Julie, I certainly can. Uh, let's go back to the comments that you had made before, <clears throat> excuse me, regarding uh, the inability to hire employees and, and keep a good uh, sales force going or workforce going. There's a local company that does, <clears throat> they're a very large company that does um, manufacturing of medical products for uh, the likes of uh, a company like Medtronics, let's say. Sure. Anyhow, uh, this company has over 700 CNC machines and and if you realize the size of the CNC machine, they're fairly sizable, mm. but row after row after row, their problem is they run about 1,000 employees a day. They're always short 50 to 100 people. And so they need people to handle and man these CNC machines. We have an autonomous robot. Think of it like a 55-gallon drum with an arm on it. And it's programmed to go up to a CNC machine, it pulls out its battery pack, inserts it into the CNC machine. <clears throat> now it's talking to the CNC machine and it performs a function, whatever it's programmed to do. It'll open up the window, it'll pull out the part, it'll blow off the oil that's on it, put yeah. it into a tray, mow it might pull out another part to insert it back into it and uh, shut the window and then wait for a signal to go to the next CNC machine. That particular autonomous robot can attend up to eight CNC machines, and wow. it can work, and it works 24/7. So uh, it is not replacing people; it is doing work that people cannot be found to do. Mm, sure. Well, and you got to keep the wheels of industry turning, you know. And if we're not able to find the people that are willing to take the jobs, or they're just not available, then what does a company do? I mean, I think that this. I mean, not only does it make productive and efficiency sense, um, but it's just like, like I said, just to keep the business going. So, um, gosh, I'm sure that there are other examples that you could share and there'll be more. And like we said earlier, when we were first talking about doing this show, I think you're going to have a lot more stories to share with us in the future. So I need to have you back on the show later on in the year um, to talk more about uh, Durabotics and the different projects that you're working on. But I want to uh, end with, you know, one more question for you guys to just share with me. Um, here we are in the first part of 2022. And I'd, I'd like to hear from you about, you know, what's on the horizon. I know you've got something really special that you're working on. 
um, for a market that, you know, it, it, it almost makes me feel like I'm living, you know, during the George Jetson days. If you've ever, if anybody out there has ever seen the commercial or the, the uh, cartoon, the Jetsons, I'm dating myself, I know. But um, anyway, <laughs> this, this is, this kind of reminds me of that. So tell us about Bellabot. Well, I, most of our systems range from $250,000 to over a million dollars. And now what we, and we've, we've been doing, as Ron explained, uh, some autonomous mobile robots, but they have been all focused in the industrial markets. And uh, we have just launched Bellabot, which is an autonomous mobile robot that sells for $15,900. It could be rented for $1,000 a month. This opens a whole new market opportunity. And these bots have cheerful personalities. They uh, are used to perform functions for a customer. Uh, and this is like in restaurants and, and uh, nursing homes and various places to do jobs that uh, can allow a, a, wor- a worker or a nurse to expand their, uh, what they're doing. It basically, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, an augmentation of what uh, they can do every day. And it takes some of their day-to-day mundane things uh, out, out of their schedule so they, they can focus on the things that you really, that they need to focus on that, that uh, is, is, uh, is consistent with their skills. So uh, we have a real, preser- we have a real solution to the tight labor market and labor shortage. Uh, We've got this great resignation that we're dealing with. And these autonomous robots work for about two and a quarter an hour, if you figure it out. Uh, They can be programmed for a multitude of uses for restaurants, hospitals, hotels, assisted living, auto parts stores, uh, any place where uh, uh, you're distributing things such as uh, food to patients or or just transferring products, medicine to different uh, uh, from place to place within uh, within a floor, for example. Uh, uh, There's uh, just numerous applications for this. And at at what they don't cost it's it's a very quick t- return on investment it sounds and, like it. yeah and and the the other thing for us is it gives us a steady income stream mm-hmm. we could just we don't have to put uh, most of our systems have anywhere from 400 to 1000 hours of uh, engineering labor alone in them and these are they're all ready to go it takes about 45 minutes to get it set up in your place and get it going <laughs> well, I can't wait until I meet my first Bellabot um, at some restaurant near me. I think <laughs> that just sounds awesome. And, um, you know, why not? Uh, like you said, some of those mundane tasks um, that, you know, like having your staff working on higher level things where, you know, it actually takes, um, you know, real client and patient interaction, um, which, you know, years ago, I used to work in a nursing home and I know about all of the jobs that a nursing assistant has to do that aren't necessarily connected with, you know, patient care. You know, when you're talking about uh, laundry and um, cleaning and all of those kinds of things. Right. So lots of different uh, ways that you'd be able to utilize this this wonderful machine. So well, thanks if, for sharing if, today, you guys. I really appreciate um, telling the stories and letting us know what you have going on. Um, maybe just to wrap up the show, if you could just share with us, what's the best way for our listeners to reach you? Uh, it would be at uh, uh, 
Dura, it, it's sales at durabotics.com. Okay. Uh, or our, our number at uh, 612-353-2, uh, I, I never dial my own number, 2700. Okay. All right. We'll put it in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. How's that? Uh, that'd be great. That, okay. that sounds good. And I hope that somebody can... I, I would like to have you pet Bella because Bella purrs when you uh, when you scratch her ears, oh my and goodness. and if you pat her on the head, she says, "Don't touch me." And <laughs> she's, she's got a personality, so I'd, I'd like you to meet her. I would love to meet her. Gosh, you know, does she talk like 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 in complete sentences? Maybe we should have her on the show. Uh, well, she's programmed to say things. I, she probably does. She does at least as well as I do. <laughs> well, that's pretty darn good. Well, you guys, thanks so much again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, excited to see all the downloads that are going to come from this episode. For our listeners, you can find this and all of our episodes on the Poise for Exit website at poiseforexit.com. Please do share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We really appreciate you following and listening and subscribing. Thanks for being here and join us again next time.